Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Your automotive uh, team is back live right here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida, uh, speaking to all ships at sea all around the world. We're uh, international, and uh, we welcome one and all from any country, any place. Uh, we're focusing uh, quite well in the United States and even uh, South America, doing a little bit uh, even in Bali, and uh, we've got listeners, uh, gosh, all over. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, so we're streaming. Uh, we're uh, available to you in many ways. And we always talk about you making the show. It's not a cliche or just a saying. It's a fact. Uh, we do base our show around your questions and your comments and your criticisms. Uh, we're all about the retail automobile industry and how we, how we um, have a responsibility uh, to uh, treat the consumers fairly and honestly, ethically. Uh, this is a capitalist system in the United States. In fact, most of the world is kind of capitalist now, uh, at least uh, the successful countries. And One unsuccessful. Uh, I beg your pardon? I'm sorry. One successful country is not. Well, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, supply and demand. And we're in a situation now unprecedented in the world uh, where the supply of virtually all products has plummeted. Uh, the demand has soared. Uh, very complicated. Uh, history books will look back on this era. Uh, maybe they'll call it the COVID era. I'm not sure what pandemic. But uh, it's created a real challenge for the consumers. And if there ever was a time for an educated consumer, it's today. I'm being distracted here by my son who is, uh, oh, he's, uh, he's uh, loading up his, loading up my iPhone so he can get his Facebook Streaming. So, as I say, you can stream us on Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, and uh, you can also stream us at just Earl on Cars.com, stream Earl on Cars.com, www.stream Earl on Cars.com. Uh, where you're going to find out now if you want to buy a car, used car, new car, and I think service to some extent too, you're going to pay a whole lot more. Nancy and I were having a, a heated discussion on the way to the studio about the ethics and honesty of what is going on now because dealers are charging a sticker price if you're lucky. If, you're lucky. if you find a car below sticker price, that's MSRP, a.k.a. the Monroney label, uh, you're really, really lucky. Car dealers that typically will have 200 cars in stock or 300 cars in stock will have half a dozen or a couple dozen maybe. And uh, that's all they're going to get until next month. And then uh, how are they going to make a living? Uh, 
if they charge the same price they charge you when they were selling 300 cars a month uh, and they only sell 10, well, you've got a problem. And the dealer has a real problem. And it ain't going to happen.com. He's going to raise the price. Supply and demand. So your choice is uh, between a rock and a hard place, frankly. Uh, if you have to buy a car today, we're going to tell you how to get that better price. We're going to give you some dealers out there that will treat you honestly and transparently. Transparently, uh, We consider dealers... Uh, um, if you're a capitalist system, uh, if you're a free enterprise system, um, we say, oh, it's okay to charge more. I mean, uh, you remember mad cow disease? Remember when the, uh, all, the, all the cows were dropping dead? And if you wanted to buy a steak, what it cost? Um, it cost you a lot more than when there were too many cows. And the same thing with chickens. Uh, the same thing with bread. The same thing with cars. And oil. And oil. And so you're going to pay more. And that's the, that's the system. Now, if you want to live in the communist countries, um, I mean, a true communist country. I don't just mean countries that we say are communist, but I mean true socialism to communism, where the government requires you to charge what they say, then you can probably buy products uh, for much less than you could somewhere else. Problem is, you'll find those countries, there's no products to choose from <laughs> because, because nobody wants to sell products and not make any money. Uh, making money is a good thing in America, and we think it's okay for businesses to make money. But uh, we want you to be, if you're a business, we want you to be honest and transparent uh, in your advertising and your quoting of price, et cetera. So, unfortunately, car dealers don't always do that. That's why we're here. www.earlandcars.com. That's our blog. Uh, and you can stream us, as I say, stream earlandcars.com. Or you can listen to us. Um, because we're on the radio right now, you got to know that our telephone number, the old-fashioned number, I call it, 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. We love phone calls. Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting to my left in the studio. Uh, she is monitoring her computer carefully, and every time a call comes in, bam, comes up there, we can take maybe three or four at a time, and then we have to get two of them, or you get a busy signal, or you get a, you know, we can't answer the phone. So we prioritize phone calls, 877-960-9960. If you, if you don't want to call and speak to us live, you know, live radio is kind of scary. I mean, I'm looking at Rick. He's always a little nervous. I'm nervous. Stu's nervous. We're all nervous in here. Because it's just my normal temperament. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, let's face it, adrenaline, if you're alive and thousands and thousands of people around the world, I just terrified myself. I'm only nervous when you put me on the spot and say, okay, I'll turn it over to Stu now. (laughs) And then I'm on the spot. Yeah. I'll improvise. Yeah, and so it's fun. Adrenaline is, it gets the best out of people, I think. Athletes perform better um, when they have that Excuse me, I'm from the silent generation. Yes, we are. I'm very calm. Yeah, silent. Always. I don't like that. Not I don't like that label. <laughs> but we are. We are. We're 1940. Uh, Nancy's 1942. Anyway. anyway, we're silent. Anyway, so I'm not so silent, and I'm going to continue to uh, preach uh, transparency, honesty, and ethics. Try to help you out any way we can in the studio. And I'm, I've been talking all about buying and selling cars. Rick Kearney, our certified diagnostic master technician, on the job, ready to explain to you how you can keep that car you've got now running for a while longer. 
And you know why that's real important now? Because you don't want to buy a car today. And people out there saying, what? Is he a car dealer? Did he really say that you shouldn't buy a car today? Yes. And, and, and actually, it's in a way, it, I'm actually working for myself because I've also learned that as a car dealer, if I'm honest and transparent, you will buy a car from me. So if I tell you the truth and say, don't buy a car today, buy a car in two or three months, maybe you'll come and see me or you'll, you'll see another honest dealer. So in the 21st century, the smart capitalists, the smart businesses have learned that building a brand of integrity and honesty, Apple is an example, Amazon. I mean, I'm not saying Apple's perfect. I'm not saying Amazon's perfect. I'm not saying Costco is perfect. But the companies that are out there that you think of as being good companies are the ones you like to patronize. So the more and more that catches on, the easier it's going to be on you, the consumer, and that's the purpose for the show. And with uh, before I continue with my tirade, my my uh, you know soliloquy, I'm going to turn the show over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. She's our female advocate. Uh, she's been the founder of the show. She was the founder of the show with me many years ago, and she's got some super ideas and some suggestions for you ladies at the audience. The mic is yours. Thank you so much. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our international international Earl Stewart on Cars. And I have to thank Jonathan for all of his findings and his curiosity uh, on researching listeners from Jupiter to Rome. And Jonathan wears a lot of hats, and uh, he certainly did investigate this topic, and it certainly made all of us very happy to know that we are helping so many of you everywhere and we want to continue even more so today in this climate uh, that you're trying to purchase a vehicle in ladies you win yourself fifty dollars this morning the first two new female callers you win yourself fifty dollars take advantage of that i know you can use it we can all use an extra fifty dollars give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960. And for everyone else, you can text us uh, by getting in touch with us, or you can take advantage of YouTube. That text number is 772-497-6530. We certainly have an interesting mystery shopping report. And uh, as always, Stu has added his talent and eloquent writing to in all of his time to the mystery shopping report and he is back and we're happy for that uh, also uh, we are going to go straight to the phones right now because howard has been waiting since the show started Ooh. good morning howard welcome good morning i hope you all are well and uh, uh my question for you today is uh, about the Camry and I believe the Altima and probably uh, other cars have switched to all-wheel drive. Um, I know the, uh, the Camry is now all-wheel drive. My question is why and when did this happen? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, anybody know when the all-wheel drive or when did, uh, are you, how are you saying when, when Camry and, and, and Altima switched to all-wheel drive or when all-wheel drive became uh, an important thing. Uh, it's not universal, obviously. Uh, 
exactly what's your question? Okay, let me let me clear it up. Uh, if you're going to buy a Camry today, it's going to be all-wheel drive. If you're going to buy an Altima today, it's, it's, they're all all-wheel drive. And, and and this was changed recently. So my question is, Rick there, by the way? Rick yeah, is here. He sure is. Yep, right here. Oh, so he knows the answer. Sure. He might know the answer. <laughs> We're all here, Howard. Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can get a front-wheel drive. Yes, you can. Still. You can. They didn't switch yeah. all over. I mean, yeah. the Toyota and other car manufacturers are interesting introducing all-wheel drives just because it's a, it's an easy. Um, you don't have to switch it in. It's got better traction. All the other benefits for it. Um, but no, they're not. They haven't switched over completely. Okay, so in other words, you can you can get a. Let's say we'll talk about Toyotas now. You can buy a Camry that's not all-wheel drive. That is, is that correct. correct. Yes. It's entirely possible that in Charlotte, but one day you might not be able to. I, I personally think all-wheel drive is a far superior technology, right. but they haven't done it yet. Okay, so now my question to you is this. If you live in Florida, why would you want all-wheel drive? I know if you live in New York State, it's a good thing to have because of the snow. But why would you need all-wheel drive in Florida? Rain. Have you seen our rains? <laughs> Yeah, snow, snow is just an extreme example of a lack of traction. I mean, uh, there are all sorts of degrees of lack of traction in just about any place you live. So as, as, as Rick said, you have rain, uh, you have uh, a slick, uh, just slick road. So supposing, uh, supposing you got oil on the road, supposing there's a spill of some kind, uh, uh, suppose there's mud. I mean, there's any number of various things. That, uh, that will create a loss of traction. So the cool thing about all-wheel drive is just that it keeps all four wheels secu more securely on whatever you're driving on, be it the, the dirt roads or the ice or the snow or the rain or whatever it is. It's a super far superior way to, uh, you know, uh, it's just, uh, I, I wish all-wheel drive were universal right now. Okay, my, my next question is, uh, what about the gas economy? of a, a two-wheel drive car and an all-wheel drive. The same car, but one is all-wheel, the other is two-wheel. Well, how does, how does this affect the gas economy? You might see a small dip in economy with an all-wheel drive, but not as much because most of the time the computer can control whether it's actually in all-wheel drive and it can send the power where it needs to. So, but, uh, I mean... But that's a great question, Howard. I, I, um, I, my first impulse and reaction was exactly what Rick said, but I'm not so sure. I think that a properly designed all-wheel drive, once the technology is really re refined, uh, it would be more efficient. Uh, uh, you know, when you have the when you have the traction applied to the road exactly where it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, you 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 are more efficient if you wheels. spin a wheel or because it's not well there, there's also the increased weight factor the yeah, well, the added yeah, components yeah, yeah. let's uh, we'll check it out uh, the the fact is there in fact i see Stu's over there maybe he's googling yeah i'm i'm, I'm over on toyota's site to see if, yeah. what the, if the difference is by the way i'm looking at and it's, it's a bunch of stuff that breaks down the individual trim levels but it looks like there's a difference of one or two miles between all the models so it's it's not a significant difference between all-wheel drive and and the front wheel drive. Pretty close right now. And I, I, I foresee a day, I'm just guessing on this, that all-wheel drive will actually have better fuel economy, but I could be wrong about that. Well, there's also the huge safety factor. I mean, yeah. you, by yeah. having better control of the car, yeah. you've increased safety 
to me, which is much more important than saving a few pennies worth of gas. I agree with you, Rick. It's major. Feeling. That's that's my, yeah. my would be my point. Okay, my last question on this uh, subject is: uh, How many axles does a, uh, uh, an all-wheel drive have compared to a, a car with two-wheel drive? Two. Well, it, right now on a standard gasoline car, you'd have your two front axles, then you would have a transfer case, a drive shaft, a differential in the rear, and two axles out to the rear wheels. Now, however, on a hybrid. All-wheel drive is much more simple to accomplish because you've got your front drive unit with the axles out to those wheels. Then you have a rear motor and two axles out to it, but you don't have to have the big transfer case or the drive shaft. So you simply add one extra motor with two axles and boom, you've got all-wheel drive on a hybrid and you got the best of all the worlds. Well, that's a great advantage to buy a hybrid. That's one of the... Uh the positives of getting a hybrid, and uh, my next question is, how much more is a hybrid than a regular car now? And let's say, talking about a Camry. I'll give you an example. Uh, about two thousand um, dollars. LE hybrid is Camry hybrid is uh, has MSRP, and that's the selling price, uh, twenty-seven three eighty, and uh, the LE is twenty-five thousand three hundred. Yeah, so Howard, Howard, just like uh, all new technologies, when the hybrid first came out, they're a lot more expensive. A lot more. And uh, and then the uh, prices have dropped by supply, volume, and efficiency. So electric cars will be the same way. And also let you know that it's not just the hybrid system. Usually when you get the hybrid, a lot of times it comes with some other stuff. Just get, like for the example, the, the Camry. Um, <clears throat> the non-hybrid doesn't have a smart key system. The hybrid does, so that, that probably adds a little bit to the price. And um, some, there's some other um, options that are unavailable on the non-hybrid. So. There's other, you know, it kind of justifies the difference in price a little more. With the gas going up now, uh, I guess there's a big demand for hybrids. Am I correct? Um, well, it's kind of hard to, to decipher that because nobody has any cars, so we can't really judge our, you know, our Prius or hybrid sales because uh, nothing's going up. <laughs> I, I, we don't see, uh, you know, what they... You know, with the, with the gas prices going up, there, there's surprisingly little conversation about it. I mean, years past, you know, prior, you know, uh, gas went up three cents a gallon. Everybody got hysterical. Uh, but people just seem, seem to be, you know, one time a little swing in gas prices, they stopped buying trucks and vans and SUVs and started buying smaller cars. Uh, it doesn't happen anymore. So uh, people are gravitating toward the larger vehicles, the hybrids. Um, and gas prices almost seem not to matter so much anymore. Very interesting. Okay, thank you very much for the information. Hey, Howard, before you go, I have a question for you. Are you still there? Excuse me? Okay, I have a question for you. This is Nancy Stewart. Howard, um, personally, uh, does your uh, vehicles, uh, are they much different from each other? Uh, I, I believe that you have the best of both worlds where you're in uh, New York and Florida. That's right. I'm, so, I'm not calling you from New York. Yeah, so for the seasons for you, uh, you asked about the four-wheel drive. Uh, would that apply to your lifestyle, something you would uh, need? Let me, let me say this. The next car that I get, Will have to be an, uh, an all-wheel drive because I'm stuck here, and uh, they're doing the work on my condo, and in, in in the Bronx, New York, and I have to stay here until it's finished. So I won't be coming down till uh, after Christmas. 
Uh, and uh, believe me, two-wheel drive is not a good uh, vehicle to be driving in New York uh, because because of slippery conditions. Even the, not even the snow, the rain, uh, and and the icy conditions. A four-wheel drive would be much better. So therefore, my next car will be a Camry four-wheel drive. I see. Which yeah, which uh, which I think is. Uh, I'm very happy about this because I I never thought the Camry would would come into a, would have a four wheel drive uh, option. But uh, absolutely. Well, we used to have one back in the uh, '80s. So it was an all wheel drive Camry. Really? Oh yeah, but they uh, they did away with it because at the time it really just didn't sell well and it wasn't really efficient. It was uh, the idea was ahead of its time, but now they're they're looking at it again. Yeah, uh, okay. it, it does make a difference as to, you know, uh, where you live and where your second home is. I know when I was in Pittsburgh, a four-wheel drive was uh, very important to me. Uh, Howard, thanks so much for the phone call. I enjoyed, we all enjoyed the conversation. And, 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 and keep well. And, keep uh, safe, and uh, I'll be seeing you in, after Christmas. Good luck with thanks that so. condo. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. 877-960-9960. And uh, we're going to get back to uh, introductions. Uh, Rick definitely is here. You heard him earlier without his expertise and free, free, free advice. I can't emphasize that enough. And Stu is also back. Uh, I'll send it back to Earl. Well, let's get to some text or anonymous feedbacks or something. I would love to. Uh, We have Anne-Marie's kickoff text waiting for us. Uh, good morning. Uh, oh, she sent another one just now. Okay, I got confused. Good morning. Toyota has a well-deserved reputation for building good, reliable vehicles, but good things don't last forever. Rick, at what point year do parts on various models start wearing out and becoming less reliable? For example, does a Camry start nickel and diming its owner at 10, 12, or maybe 15 years? What about Corollas? What about RAV4s? What about Highlanders? <laughs> what parts are the first to wear out? The tires. Um, tires. That's why. That's why it's kind of. We think the same way. How many years? How many years of happy, carefree driving can I expect, assuming proper maintenance, uh, before my vehicle starts spending more and more time in the service department than in my driveway? Oh, I, I, I could go for about four hours on that. Let's start um, with really just, just in a simple, across the board statement. Depending upon your driving style and your driving habits, any car can last phenomenal age and miles nowadays except for i'm going to say the the big ones the tires the brakes the air filters the the fluids that you're normally the oil that you're normally going to change out which is normal maintenance to me wear and tear items um believe it or not light bulbs are lasting way longer than it used to be you replace the headlight about every thirty thousand miles no not anymore Drive belts that we used to yeah. replace every 30,000 miles. As usual, uh, Anne-Marie, now. As usual, Anne-Marie has hit on a, a prophetic question because what we're seeing now is fewer and fewer moving parts. Uh, replacement parts uh, re- are replaced because they move. Uh, when you don't have any moving parts, you don't have anything to replace. Yeah. And as we get into all electric autonomous vehicles, uh, essentially you're going to have a car that can last, not literally, but uh, virtually forever. Uh, it'll outlast you. I, I predict that in the future, uh, cars will last longer than their owners. I, I just think that... Like houses. I mean, you know, exactly. Uh, a perfect example. 
So yeah, uh, only reason we have for to worry about uh, obsolescence and maintenance and repair. Cars might be passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, exactly like watches. <laughs> this yeah. is my great granddaddy's yeah. hybrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the only the only reason I think that they won't see that sort of dedication and and longevity on it is because the safety features again and the computerized updates are going to come along so quickly that the older cars are going to quickly become very outdated mm. and but the, the new, new car, ones are going to be so much better but the the new cars when when we have the the um within 10 years the fully autonomous all electric car with a thousand mile range um yeah, you're going to be those cars are going to be like uh, as Stu said. You're going to be passing down, be like passing down your your uh, your watch uh, yeah. to your, yeah, yeah. your your son and your it's, grandson. It's just that five years after that, you're going to have a car with two thousand miles range. Well, uh, I mean, just, but, but I'm, you, I'm but, just saying, I, but, I but see this great future a, but coming. But if you have a watch that is accurate to within one second a year, do you need one that's only that accurate to a half a second? I, I don't think so. And if you have a if you have a car that that, that will that will give you a thousand mile range, what do you need a car for two thousand mile range? You go to Alaska. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say one thing, then I'll shut up on it. Yeah, I bet. Ask the people who buy an iPhone every year. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, Thank you. I, but I, an iPhone. Yeah, they can give you iPhone, some new feature. iPhone is just not having a longer battery life. iPhones are having incredible changes in technology. So, so uh, the iPhone is a multiple faceted, com, uh, multiple purpose computer. It's a, it's a telephone. Mm-hmm. It's a camera. It's a flashlight. It's all these things. A car, a car. The in its in its purest form, is it tells you one thing. It gets you from point. A to point B safely and quickly. So all you're doing is it's moving. You're moving you from A to B. Our iPhones are complex. So, or you, if you have a car that will get you safely from Miami uh, to uh, Paducah, Kentucky, in uh, 20 minutes on the highway safely, who wants to get there in 10 minutes? I mean, it's just a matter of a matter of uh, you know how close to perfection do you want to get? Anyway, uh, it's exciting times we live in. It definitely uh, is. Take we, a look at what we were talking about uh, last week, or you and I may have been talking about it. Consumer Report. They came out with this report that tells you how long tires last now. Mm-hmm. You know, they went into detail, 70,000 miles. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, uh, that's quite a statement. Well, tires, tires will last uh, the, the and life depending of the car. Of, tires won't wear out. There's no reason why a tire should wear out. So it's just a question of technology. Well, I mean, you can, you, if you can imagine it, if you can think about it, it will happen. We're in that most exciting time of human history when our quantum computing, our artificial intelligence, the capacity of our computers is such that we can build anything that we can imagine. So yeah. and, uh, enjoy th- the ride. I think that also what's important is what Rick pointed out the driver. It depends on the driver. Who's behind the we wheel with that driver. vehicle? We don't need drivers anymore. Cars are autonomous, well, and they will go. Some there. of us. They'll go there without the driver. If you want to send your grandmother uh, pumpkin pie, you put the pumpkin pie in the car and say, this, "Take this to grandma." You don't have to be in the car. So, what we have is transportation of anything at any time, totally safely, in incredible amount of times with no maintenance. So we're. 
Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you heard it right here. All the information we have to share with you is free. Can't go wrong with that. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Take advantage of that. 877-960-9960. And we are going to get to Linda, who's been holding uh, for quite a while. And I thank you for your patience, Linda. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. And thank you for taking my call. Uh, I actually have written an email to Earl, which I don't even know if I did write. So I'm, I'm going to read this from my email. And what it says is, I'm an older lady with a very upsetting problem I'm going to have to take some action with today. But before I go further, I'm, I'm a yesterday person. I don't use a computer well. I just carry a track phone for emergency. My car is a 2016 Honda HRV, purchased new at Johnson Honda, April 2016. Since that time, I've been going there for service. Any service I've had has been there. Oil changes, tire rotations. The last time I called to make an appointment, my service advisor had left. I'm an old person. I get used to people. I hate change. So I asked the service manager, who I had never met before, to recommend someone like with the same demeanor to deal with me, and he did. So I made an appointment with the service advisor, took the car in, and I waited while they did the oil change, tires rotated, cabin filter changed. Two hours later, I paid, and I drove off. That day was October 21st of this year. My mileage was 36225 Each day since then, I've been out in the car doing a few errands, basically around town, etc. I always pay attention to the symbols on the dash and, and had seen no alerts. Yesterday, it's like Eight days later, I'm driving on US-1. I'm about four miles up the road from my home. I happen to push the knob that changes the information regarding mileage and so forth, and it read oil life 15%. Well, it had said 20% when I took it for service. Now, eight days later, on 10:29, it says 15%. So as I was near home, I drove on home and called the service advisor. He said he'd never seen that not restored after service, but said most likely it was just a computer thing that wasn't done. So it was now about 6 o'clock at night. I asked him if he'd be there today, Saturday. He said he would. I said, would you please adjust it for me? I'm not comfortable with this. So he said yes. I wasn't really comfortable, I was upset, and I was wondering had my oil really been changed, so I decided to go into the garage and check my own oil, and I had a big surprise, because I had no oil. Hmm. So I rechecked it, to be sure, and I called back. I talked to the service advisor and told him, and I asked to talk to the service manager. The manager, he said, wait until morning, check it again, because I had been driving. Now, my father was a mechanic and had a garage in the 60s. I pumped gas. I do know how to check the oil, and, I mean, there was no oil. So I was getting more and more upset by the minute. 
uh, I backed the car slightly out of the garage, just a few feet, and it looked like sometimes there's water that comes underneath the car. I touched it. It felt like it might have a little oil in it. I'm going to say I'm not sure. If it did, it was maybe a half a quart. No, not very much. And by this time, the little wrench on the icon had appeared on the dash. So the third time, I called again. And he's very calm about it. Oh, he says he'll send someone out in the morning with oil, and I can follow them back to the dealership, which is about five miles. Now, that's today. I don't know what to do. I feel very vulnerable. I don't feel confident, and I'm very upset. And well, I need some well, Linda, I would recommend that you don't drive the car, that you have the car towed. And, uh, and certainly they bear a lot of responsibility here. You know, a lot of things need to be cleared up, and uh, you need to. Um, you've got the service manager's attention. I would even suggest you get the general manager's attention because if they made a mistake, it could be very, very expensive for you, and it should be their responsibility. Uh, you just have to get to the bottom line. But uh, uh, they should pay for the tow. Do you have AAA or any other uh, uh, road service uh, um, insurance? Anything uh, road hazard coverage? I I think through my progressive for my auto insurance, I've never used it, but I think I do have. Yeah, I would uh, even if I, even if you end up having to pay for it, uh, uh, they should pay for it. But uh, I, w I wouldn't risk uh, driving it then. Uh, Rick, uh -huh. uh, you, you take uh, over from you there. Know, uh, before Rick says anything, Linda, I want to let you know, uh, this is Nancy Stewart. Um, I, I, I'd like to uh, shed some light on the feelings that you just shared with us. I want to let you know that uh, you are a very uh, knowledgeable female, and you emphasize that you were older, that you were older. Um, it doesn't sound that way to me. It sounds like as if that you know exactly what you want, you know exactly how to get it, and you know whether you have been bamboozled or not. So I want to put that out there for you, and I think that you are going to get this problem taken care of ASAP. Now I'll turn it over to Rick. Thank you so much. Linda, uh, I, I really can't give you any insight that you haven't already gotten. In my opinion, you... Obviously, you know how to check oil. You've got it nailed in. There's no oil showing on the dipstick. They didn't reset the the meter, which I can understand. Sometimes, if there's you know somebody's in a hurry, they might forget to reset that maintenance reminder. Should not happen, but you know sometimes that can happen. But the fact that there's no oil showing on that dipstick, that is a huge red flag for me. I would totally agree with Earl. Have the car re demand that they tow it to the dealership uh, I would stick with polite persistence be nice but don't take no for an answer I would make them tow that vehicle to the dealership I would tell them I want to see at the minimum I want you to stand there with a camera and video record while they pull that drain plug and show how much oil comes out or you stand there yourself with a camera and record it while they pull that drain plug to see how much oil comes out of that engine and get the go right to the top of the dealership somebody big time goofed up and this could result in damage to your engine if it's not right. taken and handled in a proper right. manner i'm sure you're well aware of that from just from your knowledge from your dad so yeah, you know, yeah you're doing you're doing exactly correct uh the only thing i can offer is 
you know, polite persistence is the best way I would have for an attitude on it, and go right to the top. I, I appreciate that. I can't videotape anything. I mean, I have a <laughs> I have a track phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just mm. a non-tech person. Okay. I can write everything down, which is what I do. Mm. So I'm, I'm tell, old, and I'm just tell the service manager to record it on his phone, right there, or the service advisor. I guarantee they'll have smartphones with video capability, and you want that recorded. And if you if you have a friend that has a smartphone, send it to them. But, Linda, but at the minimum, make Linda, sure that's Linda, taken care of. Linda, I'm gonna disagree. Uh, I, you, you can ask to witness it or something like this. You're, you know, uh -huh. once you come in with uh, uh, cameras and recorders, uh, you're creating confrontational. Johnson Honda. Johnson Honda has a reputation, a good reputation, and uh, we've shopped them before. Uh, I, I think if you look at their Google ratings and, and some of their other ratings, uh, they're a respectable dealer, and uh, if you can get through to them, you've already talked to the service manager, general manager, you need to get them involved, but t take a positive uh, attitude, a non-confrontational and uh, I don't think you're going to be taken advantage of. I think someone made a mistake. We've done the same thing in our dealership. Uh, unfortunately, oil has changed sometimes by the, the, the youngest guy in the dealership in terms of the service department. It's a starting position, and oftentimes yeah. they're not trained properly. Mistakes happen, and a good dealer like Johnson will probably admit his mistake, but I wouldn't be... I, I wouldn't demand anything be videoed or photographed. You don't. When, when people are put on guard like that, they think lawsuit. They think, uh, you know, uh, and then they stop being friendly and, and considerate. But uh, if you're nice, they'll probably respond in kindness. I think they'll do the right thing. If not, you call us and let us know. You know, and Linda, right. uh, I'm going to close by saying uh, your continued care for your 2016 uh, will take you a long way and has and that's proof right there that you're educated and you know how to take care of a vehicle and you want to continue to take care of that vehicle with the help of having the oil changed properly so with your continued uh, I'm not going to say aggressiveness but your your continued uh, Persistence. Uh, persistence. Thank you, Stu. Your continued persistence is is certainly going to take you a long way, as it has in the past. And I commend you. You're my kind of girl. You went out there and you checked your oil. That's exactly what I would do. No well, job too big or small. I don't have a lot of things in my life, and I appreciate the car that I have. I had the last one for 16 years, so I try to take care of what I have. Uh, by the way, I do save the old Earl Stewart that comes in our hometown news, and I happened to pull it out, which is why I read your car's oil pan could be an Achilles heel. Yeah. And that was from 2015 that Earl wrote, and I saved that and read it this morning. I save things that I think are worth saving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you. Should I watch when they? Well, I don't know if they'll let me watch anything. Well, anymore. sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's valid. I think I think they should let you. I mean, uh, some dealers will say no. Our insurance doesn't allow you back in the shop. But uh, I would say, please, may I watch you? Please, may I watch um, my oil being checked? I think they'll say fine. I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, part of it's a show. We we dim we demonize dealers. And, and sometimes we don't give credit to the good dealers enough. And there, there are good car dealers out there, uh, more and more, I think, hopefully every day. 
And Johnson Honda, from the time they came in, when they built their store in, uh, in Stewart, um, they're near the Toyota dealer, and we watched them for a long time, and uh, we've never had any terrible reports on Johnson. Uh, they're on our recommended dealer list, so uh, right. hopefully you'll have a positive experience. I hope to hear from you again, Linda. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for them to call me and tell me that they're sending someone, but I will ask them if they could please do the towing. So. Oh, thank you. That's great. All right. You know well, what you want. Thank you so much. We'll be right here for you when you do get thank back you. to us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I forgot to mention earlier, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Take advantage of it. We'd love to hear from you. Also, text us at 772-497-6530. I have some exciting news via Jonathan. Donovan, Budapest. Another, this is YouTube. A YouTube. Spain. Yep. Are we an international show? Ladies and gentlemen. We're global. (laughs) We are global. By the way, Johnson Honda is the highest rated Honda dealership we have on gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. So um, that's a they count on them. I think they'll come through for uh, for you. Also, um, we have a text that came in from Anne Marie, a follow up on Howard's call. She said, in response to Howard, all wheel drive is very important if one is in, in an accident. <clears throat> I know a lady who was driving an all wheel drive SUV when her vehicle was clobbered by a hit and run driver, leaving her rear passenger tire at a forty five degree angle. Thanks to all wheel drive, she was able to maintain control of her vehicle and safely get to the side of the road. The hit and run driver on the interstate was never caught. She swears by all-wheel drive for safety, even though she does not live in snow country. Thanks, Anne-Marie. All right. I love you, Anne-Marie. Yeah. (laughs) I love you, Anne-Marie. Thanks for opening our show every week. We really appreciate your company. All right. How are you doing over there? Oh, we got a call, don't we? Uh, We do. Yes. Sorry. What you have is really exciting. Don't apologize. I'm going to say Spain, Budapest, and everywhere in between. Uh, We have Marty, who's been holding. Thank you so much for your patience, Marty. Good morning. Welcome back. Yo, Marty, you out there? Ah, we lost Marty. Okay. we got to go to Budapest. uh, (laughs) Really? I got all kind of lights flashing. Uh, I never usually have anything like that, which means that we have a lot of callers that are trying to get through. Uh, We are going to go to, unless I have to interrupt uh, Rick, I see another light coming up. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Rick. Uh, Well, Timothy Hernandez is asking, went to look at a 2022 Volkswagen Atlas yesterday and they wouldn't come down at all on the MSRP, Orange County, California. Is this the new normal? Well, it's not normal, but it's uh, it's a new temporary, and you will see this probably uh, beginning to decline. I mean, uh, MSRP uh, is actually not a bad deal today by supply and demand standards. I say wait um, 30, 60, 90 days. The longer you wait, the better the price. Car- Supply will catch up with demand. In fact, usually what happens is supply overtakes demand, and then it becomes dog-eat-dog, and you can really get yourself a good price. I mean, you'll be buying that same Atlas in six months if you want to wait, probably for close to the dealer cost. So depends on how bad you want that Atlas and how bad you need the Atlas. I never heard of an Atlas, by the way. Sounds like a big old Both SUV. Like an Atlas is, yeah, yeah, an SUV. A lot of new names are coming up, and I just don't stay on top. Yeah, of like them. on the Mystery Shopping Report. You never heard of that car, have you? I wasn't sure whether it was plural or singular. It's plural. I had yeah. to double check that. <laughs> okay. 
Where, where, where are we here? Uh, uh, we are going to go back to the phones. Yes. Uh, where we have uh, Marilyn uh, calling us from. Marilyn? Uh, no. Oh, uh, good morning, Marilyn. You're a first-time caller. You just won yourself $50. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. If you send me your contact information at my email address, I can get that check out to you. What, okay, perfect. What can we do for you this morning? I've got a 2016 Ford F-150, and um, we've got the auto start-stop, and we've already been through, like, two batteries in that vehicle. And uh, I was wondering if that auto start-stop affects the battery life. Yes, it does. Unfortunately, uh, it was... It seemed like a good idea at the time. It's not. Uh, just about every owner I know of, one of the first things they do when they get in the car with that, they hit the disable button. And it shut it off. Yeah, even the manufacturers have realized, oh boy, that was a goof up. It's For those who don't know, this is a system that's designed that when you pull up to a traffic light or whatever and you stop the car, the engine will shut off then when you release the brake and start to hit the accelerator pedal again the engine will immediately restart the problem is this is a heavy strain on the battery and the starter motor because they're constantly being in put into operation over and over and over and they're actually a much more expensive replacement part for both of those and both of them actually now have a lifespan time in other words they're a recommended maintenance when they're supposed to be replaced. Marilyn, did you know you could disable that feature? I know that when I get in, I All can right. shut it off. And then tons comes back on, yeah. Oh, comes back on, so you can't, yeah, per you can't permanently uh, disable it. Right, every time you oh. get in, you have to push the button again to shut it off. Oh. Maybe that well, will become a... Uh, did they replace the battery? They, I guess they didn't reset the system. So it's actually not coming on it's not doing what it's supposed to do hmm. so it's like i don't have to hit the button it's so, so you have to remember each time you get in the car just like starting it to disable that feature wow yeah, yeah. Huh. is there any way yeah. rick at, at all to permanently no because it's it's built into the computer you uh, have to con you uh, have to disable it by way of that button each time i see yeah. well yeah well, Marilyn, I hope that we answered your question. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for helping me build this platform for ladies right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. And in case you didn't hear me earlier, we've become an international show, which we're very proud of. And if you continue to listen right now, you'll see by uh, you'll hear by our YouTubes from Rick that we're all over the world. Thank awesome. you. Have okay, a wonderful weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear you, hear from you. Now back to... Back to me. The, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that uh, 2016, and uh, the question was asked, can you disable that? And 
uh, meaning the automatic uh, shutoff at the stoplight, the silly idea somebody came up with, probably when uh, gas prices were very high, and they said, oh boy, if we come up with something like this, we can advertise it, and it'll sound like it gives you a really, really good fuel economy, and we'll sell more trucks. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it was an inconvenient, un- customer-unfriendly way to meet the cafe standards. Uh, anyway, uh, my point being that it was a software uh, modification, and Rick says it can't be, uh, you can't put per- permanently turn it off because it's built into the computer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to my point, um, today, uh, the, today's modern cars, uh, software modifications can be done remotely. And uh, things of this nature are done all the time. In a 2022, I would say probably maybe the F-150. Uh, that could be fixed. That could be changed. Well, it, it, it could be turned off. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll qualify what I said. It could be corrected by the manufacturer. I know. Yeah. But, but, but the, as a but, consumer, yeah, the, the average the, driver cannot make it permanently turned off themselves. And the reason uh, they can't, they would have to, to do it, they would have to... Uh, pay the dealer to do it when you brought it in they would have to do something whereas uh, for example with my Tesla they make modifications all the time and uh, uh, you know I, I happen to look at my app my Tesla app on my iPhone it will say uh, software modification I don't even know what it is I can find out you got, what you it gotta is read a bunch of- yeah, yeah I can find out what it is but they fix things all the time on my Tesla I don't even know about so if they so, made that uh, allowed you to turn it off until you wanted to turn it back on <clears throat> then it would be a great feature it would yeah exactly but right now it's yeah. uh, you have no choice exactly oh, okay um, we we are. I'm going to mention uh, what that I did mention earlier about Earl's vigilantes, and uh, we are definitely looking for volunteers for online assistance uh, for senior. Put, do I have to put my hat on now? For senior buyers, and we're we're not all um, savvy on the internet, and therefore, um, you know, if you can share your experience with uh, with us, uh, join Earl's vigilantes. Free hat, free also. Hat. You get a free hat. It's a, a great-looking hat designed by uh, Stu. And also, uh, do you consider yourself, well, uh, you know, uh, let me put it to you this way. You don't have to be an auto expert to join Earl's Vigilantes by any means. But if you're tired of this uh, car dealer dishonesty, um, you could help us out tremendously. And not only that, you could help people in your community. So go to Earl on Cars where you can sign up for Earl's Vigilantes and you can help us uh, with uh, the online assistance for seniors and help others in this uh, auto industry that we're in. Telephone number here that you can reach us is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Marty is, yes, Rick. I was just going to say, I just got some information from Negan One, who says on the F-150s, if you drive in sport mode, it turns off that start-stop feature. Wow. And he says also the dealers can do an IDS reprogramming I'm not sure what the IDS stands for, but a dealer-specific thing or uh, Ford-specific thing. But it says, yes, they can disable the start-stop for you. Well, see, that's the reason I love the input. This is an open forum. We learn as much from our callers as they learn from us. It's a great synergy we got going here. 
great. It thank really, you very much, Marty. It, it definitely is great, uh, Rick. Uh, we're going to thank you so much, Marty, for your patience. I'm glad you called back. Good morning. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Great. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that, uh, well, two points. The first point, now that I just heard this call, my wife has a CRV, and that has that feature. I personally don't like it. She doesn't mind that when I drive her car, I press the button to eliminate it. But you have to press it every time you start, you know. So I don't like it. I, I, I think it's doesn't make the car run smooth. So to me, I, I don't like it. I agree but with the you. the other point, I, yeah, the other question I had, and I guess I got to ask Rick, since I usually don't sleep with my key fob, <laughs> uh, when I got up this morning, you I don't? looked out of my driveway and my trunk was up. So my question to Rick is, unless I inadvertently, when I took it out last night, pressed the button, is there any way that that key fob can go up or the, the trunk can go up on its own? There shouldn't be. Um, if something, say one of your keys accidentally got pushed against the button in your pocket, that's that's a possibility or if when you set it down something got bumped against it and held against that button but it takes a couple sec it takes like uh, one and a half to two seconds of holding that button before the trunk release will operate um, I'd keep an eye on that it is possible that a signal from another car might have been on that same frequency but it's very unlikely or an alien from uh, Mars or could have come down and down Poltergeist. Yeah, there's a possibility of those too. I mean, you'd you'd be grasping at straws. I I would just kind of keep an eye out for that, you know, see if it occurs again. But uh, just be careful about things that might press against that remote Mm -hmm. when you're setting it down or when you uh, have it in your pocket is all. Yeah, when we came in last night, it was, was, you know, dark already. So it's possible I pressed it inadvertently and and didn't realize it. But uh, usually it never happens. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I would watch see if it occurs again. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe an airplane signal or something could, could send it up. But no. If you don't think so, then. No, nah, we don't want to. No. We don't want to. All right. We don't want to go that far. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. But that, CV, that CVT transmission that Honda has. Now, I don't know if Toyota has any of those, but yeah, we do. I personally don't like it. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh, same thing. Okay. All right. Have a good day. Thank you, Barney. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Look forward Bye. to hearing from you again. Uh, YouTube, Facebook? We got stuff. Uh, uh well, I was going to let you know that Marty texted to say he was going to be calling in, so, uh. so we handled that. <laughs> I don't know if Jonathan has time to put this on the screen. Uh, Frank um, sent us a picture of an addendum from a, from a Mercedes dealership uh, with a $10,000 market adjustment added to a $66,000 MS, uh, uh, $66, MSRP on a new uh, GLE Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you, did you get it up on the screen? Yeah. So even the luxury dealers are going <laughs> for the addendums and yeah, let, market let, adjustments. Let me, let me jump in. I, this is controversial even within the studio here uh, in terms of addendums. And uh, normally I'm against addendums because normally addendums are not required. Uh, they're used to deceive the, the buyer. Say no more, we'll put the addendums up. But today, no, but today, today we have a different situation. And I'm going to ask you this question now. Uh, if you're a homeowner or a condo owner, 
and uh, you're not in the market to sell your condo or your home, but suddenly something happens in the economy, and as it did with COVID, and suddenly, uh, let me exaggerate to make my point, suddenly your condo is worth twice what it was you paid for it. And, you know, uh, would you feel, would, would your, now that, that would mean that artificial outside conditions, your condo is still the same one. It's still got right. three bathrooms and I see where stuff. you're going. Same, same so, so do you feel gully about selling your home or condo the, the, for a, a whole lot more money than you paid for it because economic conditions will allow you to? You, if so, don't beat up the dealer. You're not you're doing the same thing. You're not taking a different position because even, um, well, the week before last, we didn't have a problem with the big addendum because it wasn't advertised. The problem is if you're advertising a car, then you show up and then you find the addendum. And then you find all the other stuff. Exactly. So, Deception. But, but if you're out up front and that's the price, people have the uh, ability to make a decision and walk away. Or if they have to, they spend the money. I agree with you. Exactly. I don't think the addendums themselves are evil. They are. They were last no. year. Well, yeah, it's the use of, like, like anything else, uh, the MSRP uh, can be used against you, too, because, uh, you know, you can say, well, this is the price of the car, here's the MSRP, that's what everybody pays, that's deception. People don't pay MSRP in normal times. So, yeah, deception is wrong, charging a high price is not bad, as long as you have full transparency and disclosure. I, I, I can't, been I can't agree more. I can't agree more. Oh. You know, at least be honest. Be honest. The yeah. consumer is uh, very thick-skinned, and they can take your honesty. Deception is there's no room for it. There, it's not necessary. Please, it's not necessary. Rick, I did see a picture posted in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in of the addendum label on a Ford Bronco, those new Broncos, that showed a fifty thousand dollar market adjustment. To the price wow. that was like seventy thousand already for the for the Bronco. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that's huh. evil? I don't think it's evil. I think it's they're they're trying it. They're going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And if someone is that desperate to buy that vehicle sure. and pay that amount, yeah. well, that's that's yeah. what it's worth. To they them. have a choice. It's like the remote control changing <clears throat> your channel on your TV. You either want it, yeah. walk away if you don't. Yeah. Yeah normally, yeah, normally those addendums are put on there to, to run up the score, to, to get an, not most, most people probably don't pay that. Um, in this case, if you look at it, when, when a car dealer has to sell a certain amount of cars just to keep the lights on, and when they're selling 10 cars, <laughs> or, uh, half the cars are normally, they're going to have to d double what they were making, or they have to increase the profit. So some well, of it is survival. But, but, you're, but see, you're, you're justifying something that doesn't, to be, it doesn't need to be justified. Dealers are not selling cars at high prices today because they have very few cars and they have to charge more money to, to keep the lights on. Uh, they're charging high prices because yeah, they can make prices. a ton of money. No, I'm saying that's the flip yeah. side of it. Yeah, so yeah. so capitalism in, in, in our system, the free enterprise system, says that business's purpose in life is to make as much money as they can, but they have to do it in a transparent, honest way, ethical, honesty, legal way. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I get beat up all the time by other car dealers. They say, Earl, what's, the, what's your problem? Uh, What's wrong with making a lot of money? And, and, and they, they missed my point. My point isn't, I, I want you to make a lot of money. Because the more you make, uh, that's, that's what our system's all about. But if you make it in the darkness instead of, instead of the light, 
And if you don't have the transparency and the disclosure and give the consumer the right to choose the competition, that's where I have a problem. So exactly. I love I mm-hmm. love car dealers to make a lot of money. I love to make a lot of money myself <laughs> in, in our car dealership. And we like to make uh, see other dealers bring money. Just do it honestly. Yes, absolutely. A toast to transparency. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, how do you feel about transparency? Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Many ways to get in touch with us. Take advantage. Facebook, YouTube, youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to our next female caller, and she is a first-time caller. And she calls us from Boynton, and her name is Sarah. Uh, good morning, Sarah. Welcome. Good morning, Nancy and everybody. This is Sarah good morning. Lynn you Lisa. won yourself $50, Sarah, and you can email oh, me your word. information, and I'll get that check out to you. What can we do for you this that morning? That's so sweet. What I'd really appreciate, instead of mailing that check out to me, would be using it for Jackson. <laughs> that would be very, I would love that. There you go. Extra pr- little present for Jackson. I mean, yes, goodness gracious. I was checking out some shoes for him, and $50 well, will do it. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Sarah, thank you so much. That is very my generous pleasure. of you. I truly well, appreciate well, that. It's my pleasure. But, again, you did, you did win the $50, and you're sharing your story with us. So, um, you know, uh, you can email me your contact information. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I am calling about the catalytic converters. I took my hybrid off of my car because I understand that they're taking the hybrid catalytic converters. They're worth more money. I took my hybrid sign off of my car Ah. because of that. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. No. Rick? Oh, that's the new thing. Actually, uh, catalytic converters have been getting stolen quite a bit off cars for the past 30 years. Uh, The the precious metals that are inside those converters, the recycle yards, the the shady ones, the disreputable, dishonest ones, they will pay a lot of money for them. It got so bad that the reputable companies demand proof of ownership and you have to show where you got that catalytic converter from before they will buy it from scrappers we had a bunch of the cars cut apart and taken and stolen yep. from uh, about they, 15 years ago remember. they literally oh, the 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 thieves will simply crawl up underneath the car with what's known as a battery operated sawzall it's a uh saw just it's simple it. saw and they will they yeah. can cut through that exhaust pipe in about 30 seconds and boom they're gone um the catalytic converters used in hybrids are pretty much identical to any other so there's really no extra draw it's just that they're on hybrids they're usually uh sometimes a little smaller and more compact and therefore it's easier to get that little thing out of there and hide it okay. as you're running away which is why they like to target some of the hybrids but it's it's basically is the thieves will do what they've got to do they're gonna they're gonna steal to make money and i mean that's just the way thieves are it's a better thing i took it off the hybrid sign i think thank you sir i appreciate the call i appreciate you all 
very much. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us every week. Hope to hear from you Thank again, you. Sarah. Spread the Thank word. You very much. We need Nancy. more. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're very welcome. And we do need more female callers, so spread the word. Let uh, I certainly will. Your lady friends know that they too they can win fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Do as well. Thank you. You know, on the subject of catalytic converters, I haven't heard of a theft of a catalytic converter in a long, long time. Have we had any? Uh, no, not at not, the not at the dealership. Yeah, I think there's been a change. But we do see them occurring still. Um, manufacturers have started designing, changing the design a little bit when, to make it harder to get last, to them. When was the last uh, theft that you read about or saw or? In the last year, I've read I've read something about yeah. it. Yeah, I don't I've, where. I've seen reports online, on Facebook. I've seen guys talk about it. I wonder if there's been some sort of a change in the uh, uh, metals. They used to be platinum, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there may have been a change in the uh, uh, in the uh, construction of the catalytic. Uh, it was it was epidemic for a while, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I think what Rick suddenly, mentioned was when they started realizing it was an epidemic, then reputable businesses started demanding you know proof of actual ownership. So you know you couldn't go just hock it or uh, yeah. fence it. You could you can't call that. you can't walk into a <laughs> reputable scrapyard right now with 12 or 15 catalytic converters they're not going to buy it they're going to say no no we're not even touching those because they're they're, they're obviously going to be stolen mm-hmm. they won't even touch them yeah now if you go in there and you say hey i work at this dealership i've been collecting these for six months cutting them you know where we have to remove them from cars this shows the proof that i legally own these then they will buy them from you, but otherwise, no. They're yeah, I read that information, and that was really great, putting that into place, proving, you know, where you got them. Yeah. And, but uh, I have a question for you, Rick. So uh, this uh, bilateral knee replacement that I had, are my knees worth more than the catalytic converter today? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to narrow that down. I wouldn't put that out on the internet, Nancy. Somebody might cut your knees out. Oh, I can protect myself. Yeah, you you <laughs> wake gonna... up one morning with no knees. Uh, well, I sleep with the... Uh, well, never mind. Uh, at any rate, we're going to come back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Frank. Good morning, well, Frank. Well, good morning to you all. Good morning. Good morning. As you saw, I sent in yes. that um, <laughs> couple pictures. Um, that one car dealership picture, you can see about the inventory, there's nothing on their entire lot up there. Um, that's in Melbourne off US 1 in Pineda. Mm. Oh, is that the, anyway. the house? Okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah, say, that I little baby house. Best deal auto sales. No deal yeah. auto sales. Yeah, really. And then we also, um, Amory and I took a, a trip up to Orlando this last week. And so when you're in your 70s, what do you do in Orlando? Obviously, it's not Disney or... Skydiving. Indoor skydiving. Yeah, exactly. So we went around because we're in the market, not heavy in the market, but we're in the market for a new SUV for Amory. So we said, well, this will be fun to just see what's going on in Orlando versus down here. So we went to um, the Lexus dealer because she has that Lexus RX350 that you guys take care of with Randy. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, what a nice dealership. Huge, friendly. Um, they, they had one for a test drive. They actually had one that looked very nice. And the MSRP was the price, not any, any add-ons. Very nice. I said, well, that's interesting. And I mentioned that I'm retired from the military. Oh, yes, we give you 1000 off for that. Oh, that's interesting. 
Oh, you're also a loyal customer since you already have a Lexus. Another thousand. I go, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Well, how much are your dealer fees? Oh, we don't have dealer fees. What? I said, oh my goodness, Earl Stewart's going to love you. <laughs> but so they did have some couple hundred dollars for the electronic transfer of the tag, of course. So that, that's really not, not bad at all. No, so that was interesting. What was and the name of that dealership? Um, Lexus of Orlando. Okay. And it's a huge dealership. I mean, send your people there. That should be on your. Oh, I think. Is, body, that, a, is that a Penske? Uh, no, a. Um, who owns that one? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Sounds like yeah. AutoNation. AutoNation, maybe, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it, AutoNation. Okay. And very nice coffee making machine and stuff like that. So we took that test drive on the 350, and then it was time. It was getting late. So we said, we'll come back the next day. And we did, and we said, well, let's just test drive the NX300 because it's a little smaller, more compact. Let's see what that's like. Um, so it's just so brand new. The plastic is still on the wheel covers. It's on the steering wheel, and they had the tag hanging out in the back trunk flopped around, and we go for a drive. And um, we go about one block, and we said, this is too small for us. But um, the lady had a, a customer. said, well, we're in no hurry to get back. So we drove down to the Porsche dealership to see what a Macan looks like. And we pull in their lot with a brand new Lexus that's being test driven from another dealership to go talk to them. And they look and they say, we never had this happen in our life. And I said, well, I'm being, I'm being up front. I'm being very, you know, um, very nice, big, huge Porsche dealership, by the way. We had like two cars on the whole lot. And um, it, it, didn't, it was red interior. So anyway, um, I, I forget what their dealer fees were, about a thousand or something. But no markup over MSRP, which is pretty refreshing again. And rare, yeah. And rare. And then we also went to the Audi dealership. Um, they also had no dealer, um, no markups over MSRP, but their dealer fees were nearly 2000 So, um, And then we took a little drive over to Daytona Beach, and that's where we saw the Mercedes-Benz dealership that had a 10000 just on the SUVs. <laughs> that's the one you sent, all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we said, boy, oh, boy, this is a strange area. Then we went to see her brother in the villages. i never been there. There was a Chevy dealership right off 301 and 44. Zero inventory. This huge lot. And wow. cars just lock and everything. Like, anyway. Um, and then one last thing on the way home yesterday, we stopped in Melbourne, where I you know, retired from Patrick Air Force Base, to see their Porsche and Mercedes-Benz dealership. Okay, here's where you're going to really be glad you're sitting down. If you want a Mercedes S-Class, market value price, $100,000. Holy crap. What's mm -hmm. the MSRP on that? Uh, it's in the... My the goodness gracious. 150 or something. Oh and then the Porsches are, depending on which Porsches, they're also running between fifty to 100000 over MSRP. Because it's just not there. Certain model, it's a sports model. But the ones, again, with the Macan, there's no markup. And also that Mercedes dealership with that GLE, like we sold over in Daytona, has no markup, or no, no market price, I mean. So um, it depends on the models. It's like you said, it's supply and demand. And if you make it, you know, make it. So mm -hmm. it, it was interesting. Wow. Really is, yeah. You know, it's all a matter of percentage. I've always thought that. To a billionaire, uh, he he wants a Rolls Royce, and he's going to pay five hundred thousand for a Rolls Royce. He's a billionaire, you know. He's, he he could be worth ten billion. So 
the, instead of paying uh, five hundred thousand, if they raise the price to seven hundred fifty thousand, that's jump change to him. He doesn't care. So, so I think where it gets painful is when you're trying to buy transportation and you're buying yourself a basic Ford or Chevy because you needed to get to work. Yeah, when when they raise that price on you, that's where the pain really starts. But yeah, I can see Mercedes getting away with bloody murder. If they can get away with it, they do it, and people pay the price. Yeah, that's very true. So it was interesting. Like I said, you know, when you're in your 70s, you aren't going to go to <laughs> Disney World or anything. So it's, it's fun to see the car dealers and just see how they... And I actually, every um, everyone in Orlando, each of the employees were most helpful. They didn't even care to go for you with a test drive. And they just, here's the keys, come on back. Well, you know, we're here till 8 o'clock. I go, holy cow. You're a, you're an honorary mystery shopper right now. That's right, and we'll have to come up with a, a name for you, I, I, undercover name. I do have to recommend indoor skydiving if you go back to Orlando, though. You're not too <laughs> old for that, Frank. Yeah, I did I, it this actually, summer, and it was great. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> and so anyway, you guys have a great weekend, and uh, I'm still waiting for my um, you know, hat for your. Um, oh, okay. I'll double check on that. We'll get that out yeah, to yeah. you. I, I, it was a long time ago I signed up. I mean, really long. Ah, uh, okay. We'll get that out to your no friend. Problem. We promise. I got about 30 of them in my office. <laughs> okay. You have a good one, guys. Thanks have a great weekend. Can, uh, I ju- can I jump we- in here for a minute? Uh, I, I, I Googled catalytic converters because I was trying to figure out why I hadn't heard of any. Uh, actually, uh, and we just were talking about Orlando and the market there. And this is recent. This is a 2021. Catalytic converter thefts are on the rise across the U.S. Here's why. And there's three precious metals that are used in there, and there's a palladium. Uh, you've got platinum is worth $1,243 an ounce. Uh, palladium is worth $2,691 an ounce. And rhodium is worth, ready for this? Are you sitting down? 8000 Rhodium, $25,850 per ounce. And these three are used in catalytic converters. So in Orlando... Uh, the uh, theft, the police, they're stealing them off police cars. <laughs> and, uh, and they have quadrupled because of the spike in, uh, in the precious metal charge. So, okay. so I was completely wrong about uh, not having heard of any thefts. I just haven't checked Orlando. But locally, of course, what I've done now is alert all the thieves in Palm Beach County good, good and all over well, Orlando. Well, Get them out of town. Get out there and steal those catalytic converters. You're going yeah. to make a fortune. Got another follow-up also. Um, uh, this came in. Uh, a text came in. says, from what I uh, read, the criminals prefer the hybrid catalytic converters because the gas engines run less, hence less breakdown of the precious metals. So there's maybe more uh, usable yeah, metal. Okay. There you have yep. it, folks. Right here. Less emissions. So. Earl Stewart on cars. Well, we thank make you for that text. We say dumb things, and we correct ourselves. So, so much information. Um, we hope that you're enjoying the show. You know, I'm going to take a moment and uh, thank our mystery shopper. And uh, what an asset she is to this show. And week in, week out, she just does a phenomenal job. And uh, thank you. Thank you, mystery shopper. Also, uh, you know, for the first time, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we do have a new female show producer uh so boy uh makes me feel warm and fuzzy uh elise roberts is doing a fantastic job so uh ladies i give you all the credit in the world 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 
497-6530. And don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Uh, Rick has some YouTubes yep. he wanna sh wants to share, but John from Palm City has been holding. So we're going to take your call, John. Just good morning. Good Two morning. fast questions. One is for Earl, one is for Rick. First question is, every use, every car in federal law has to have Monroney sticker with the MSRP. But is it a Florida law or is it a federal law that a used car next to that uh, has to on the window to show it's a used car and it has a sticker that has as is, a one block box and another box that says warranty on it. Is that a federal law that the used car has to have that sticker on it? Or is that a federal law? It's a, it's a federal law. I thought it was Florida law and Stu corrected me a couple of weeks ago. I think Florida started with that, and then it became, as uh, I guess, Stu Googled it, but it's FTC, yeah, FTC, Federal Trade Commission. Okay, I think it's a good law because yeah. right away when you walk up to it, you know it's a used car. You yeah. know it's not brand new, so you know what a way to look for the warranty on it. One sticker says there's a column that says "as is," another one says "warranty on the car." Mm -hmm. Am I correct? That's correct, and they're okay. checked. One one is checked. Um, so right. right, and then there's another thing that says whether a warranty, additional um, warranties are available, and that sort of thing. Um, it is a good thing because it's the one consistent, universal thing that indicates if something is used. And if a car dealer, car dealer has a uh, used car for sale without it, that's a federal violation, and they can get they can get fines. I don't think that's ever enforced. No, but it ever gets fined. I've never seen that. No, but ever gets fined for the Baroni label being missing, or for the for that sticker being yeah. missing. So, we got a lot of laws, John. They just don't enforce them. Well, kudos for Florida for starting that. The yeah. second thing is, this is for Rick. This is driving me crazy. I don't understand. It's just a, a city like uh, Stewart, which is not so big. I mean, every type, there's a brand new O'Reilly's just opened up auto parts. You name the auto parts, it's here in Stewart. There's two Nappers. I mean, other than, uh, I, I can't even count so many different brands. Uh, I never see uh, many people. I don't know whether they're doing retail or business from uh, car uh, repair places. But the one thing that uh, I'm amazed at is that there's so many, and, and the future is, with the electric vehicles, there won't be many moving parts. So what do these people actually think that they're going to be doing in the future? I mean, is it like the new O'Reilly that just opened up? Who are they going to be selling auto parts to? Well, make hay while the sun shines, John. You guys, uh, I, I think everybody sees the handwriting on the wall, but, uh, you know, we're like, you know, we're car dealers. We have a dealership, and uh, we realize that we won't be doing what we're doing uh, in 20 years. It'll be something completely different, but what are you going to do? I mean, uh, there'll be internal combustion cars, and there'll be older cars, there'll be used cars, and like everything else, it's not like turning the lights on and off. You know, the, the, what we're doing today will fade away. Old soldiers never die, they just fade away. That's uh, industries never die, they just fade away, and suddenly something new emerges. Well, what I asked for Rick also, I mean, let's say I owned a Honda dealership, and I take a trade-in on a used Honda, and immediately I want to put that car in a lot to make money on it, and it needs a water pump. Am I authorized only if I'm an authorized Honda or Toyota or Chevrolet dealership to put only the water pump from that manufacturer, or can I call up one of these auto parts places and put the pump on from them. You can put, you can do whatever you basically want. Basically, is it required on that? 
You do whatever you want. You could put a, you could make your own water pump and stick it in there. <laughs> but all right, well, I yeah, know not, I but <laughs> it's it's amazing the competition because many of these auto part companies that I talked about, that I mean, you, you, they don't even have a retail store. I see a truck running around, and it's um, a cold air distributors. They don't even have a, a retail store, and I see that truck delivering everywhere and anywhere. It's like yeah. shocking. And then somebody told me they not only sell air conditioned parts, but they sell all automobile parts at a, a discount. And here's the dirty secret, John. Cold air distributors can get Nip and Denso air AC compressors. I'm just using this as an example. They can sell a Nip and Denso compressor to our dealership, our parts department, for $100 less, $200 less or more or less than the factory part, but it's the same manufacturer, it's the exact same part, and we can then pass that savings on to the customer and all of a sudden tell the customer, okay, yeah, you need a compressor, but instead of charging you $1,500 for the factory compressor, we can get one for $800 from Cold Air. You save the money, do you wanna fix it? And the customer's gonna say, yeah, because I can get the exact same compressor by the same manufacturer from cold air for less than Toyota will charge for it. Well, competition is a wonderful thing, but isn't cold air just in this area or they throw out Florida? Uh, as far as I know, they're pretty much just in uh, South Florida, but they, they're pretty much wholesale only, but they make a very good living selling those parts. Well, you got the others. We also think that the competition from all these different auto part places, that many of the parts are from China. They're not American parts. What's your opinion? Some are. That's why you got to do your homework. Make well, sure you're getting a quality part. Yeah, you have. See, it's no longer, see, China, China Japan, uh, Taiwan, any place. Uh, People are manufacturing parts all over the world. You know, most iPhones are made in China. So you can say, that's a cheap Chinese phone. No, it's an iPhone. It's an Apple-designed product by Apple engineers that are manufactured in, in China. So, so yeah, just because a part is manufactured overseas doesn't make it a cheap part anymore. It can be a, as good a part, in fact, an identical part, uh, as Rick said. and. Uh, when when manufacturers when manufacturers make make a car they'll make a part Toyota doesn't make all their own parts they have they subcontract it they also sell their parts to other people Toyota can manufacture a part or Honda can manufacture a part and sell it to any company they want to they won't let you use the brand they put the brand on there but uh, uh, Costco, Costco does a thing Kirkland brand uh, you don't see Publix as their own brand people brand all their products because they built the brand identity and value but you get something identical generically and save yourself a ton of money that's what Rick's talking about uh, you got to be careful and chop around the manufacturers mark up their brands considerably car dealers pay the manufacturers way too much for their parts because we have to buy Toyota parts from the manufacturer on an, and use them on warranty replacement on a, on our on our cars, we have to use that Toyota part. But we could find a part that was identical, made by Toyota that had a different brand on it, and buy it, 
and technically we're in violation. It has to be an OEM part. And uh, well, that's that's only for warranty for customer yeah, pay. Yeah, exactly. Hey, exactly. So yeah, it's uh, parts are a huge profit. So getting back to your question, John, the reason you see so many parts departments or parts uh, stores is because the prices vary considerably. And they're, they're extremely profitable. They sell to dealers. They sell retail. RockAuto.com, by the way, online. RockAuto.com. They're huge. The prices are amazingly competitive. You can buy OEM parts. You can buy uh, aftermarket parts. You can get any kind of part you want. If it's auto part, RockAuto.com makes it, and the prices are incredibly good. Well, thank you for the information. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, uh, because of the microchip shortage and inventory shortage, uh, that car you're driving may be worth a lot more money than you think. And uh, going to places uh, like uh, webuyanycar.com or CarMax, uh, Varum, uh, any of these places to check out the price of your vehicle and what it's worth today may be very beneficial to you. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think that uh, we're going to go to Stu or yep. Rick. we got some text. Um, I have a question uh, for Rick. It says, good morning. Please ask Rick where I can get my stock GM radio repaired. I can't hear the show anymore. FM stopped working. Um, has DVD and XM2. I bet I know know Rick's answer. Go ahead. GM dealer? I'll tell you if I I guessed mentally. If the car is still under warranty, go to your dealership. If it isn't, go to Best Buy. I knew that's the answer. (laughs) No, you can buy a... It's cheaper to buy a... uh, You can buy a better radio and... uh, You can buy a new, a better radio cheaper than getting the old radio fixed. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Okay. We have another one here. It says... uh, Excuse me. Um, we have a call? Yeah, we have oh, a call, cool. so we're going to go to Mark, who's calling us from Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, all. Nice uh, to hear from I you. Just want to, um, thank you. Uh, I, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I've been trying to get through for about 15 minutes, and finally a lady answered the phone. Anyway, I just want to put my own personal opinion about, you know, the the problems with availability of vehicles and the transparency issue, uh, you know, having the standard label that's got to be on there, the Maroni label, and then the addendum labels. Um, I kind of feel as though that um, uh, some of it comes to, you know, certain dealers want to stick around for a uh, period of time and like uh, uh, your dealership, uh, they build up a relationship with the customers by giving a certain rate of service and um, certain rate of sales, a lot of return customers. And I get it that, uh, you know, with the low supply, the dealer's got to make enough money to be able to pay the light bill and to pay their employees and so forth and so on. But, you know, where is the line drawn between a fair markup on the vehicle in order to be able to uh, uh, make that money? And uh, I think that the dealers that really 
you know, they charge uh, the five and the ten thousand dollars over sticker compared to maybe a dealer that just charges, you know, a percentage. I don't know what you guys are adding on to your sticker, um, but if I remember from a couple of shows ago that the amount that was being added on was a relatively small amount. We're not adding anything And on. now you've got... Is, oh, you're not? No, we draw the line in MSRP. Uh, we've never... Uh, charged over MSRP for uh, any car. Anything. Really? Even in these times now where you're having a low supply. Even in these times now. Being able to. Yep. Really? But, but, wow. sure, but we're not, we're not yeah. ultra. It isn't, as, it isn't as altruistic as it sounds. Uh, we could get away with it. We could do it. We could even rationalize it. But uh, we've decided that in terms of the long run, because we are in business for the long run, we feel like. By being, um, you know, what's fair in many people's minds, uh, it's going to build our overall profitability in the long run. So, uh, there's, there's, we, we could we could make uh, twice as much money today if we wanted to, but in the long run, we would make less money. And and there's another reason that's not purely altruistic is um, all these customers that are getting. Um, Hose now <laughs> are going to remember this. Uh, right. They're going to have harder time getting out of their trades. Um, the customers that are paying, not overpaying, um, will be able to trade out sooner, and they'll suffer a less uh, depreciation. It's just better for them. And we think that people have long memories, and, and they will remember who treated them right and uh, didn't try to take advantage of them. That's really my point. And the less scrupulous dealers, the ones that uh, Mercedes or whatever, and you know certain clientele can afford to pay that additional. Exactly. Uh, whereas Earl, you know, the uh, the uh, working man, let's say, working working man and working women, uh, I just wanted to mention that it, it, those dealers um, that really hack up the customers may find themselves here today and gone tomorrow. And the dealers that treat people fairly and don't hack them up and you know, Stu makes a perfect point is that if, uh, you know, you're going to normally you find yourself upside down when you drive off a lot anyway. You know, you lose a certain amount of, or you have, there's a certain amount of depreciation. But if you're paying 5000 or 10000 over sticker, uh, like you just said, you're going to find yourself uh, financially uh, upside down for a long oh, yeah. time. But anyway, that, that was just my point. I, you know, some of these, let's say Ford, Chevy um, dealers or Kia, whatever, um, that don't have as much of a clientele base as Toyota does, um, the dealers are, may really be screwing themselves by charging a lot of money to make it a big Ab- Absolutely, Marty. And that, that's all, that's uh, all excuse me, Mark. Yeah. yeah. And, and Mark, uh, I do have to emphasize, you know, uh, you brought this up about us. And this is what separates us from the rest. Uh, and that is customers for life. And uh, that's what we're striving in that direction to change this climate in the auto d- industry. So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Also, you know, I do remember, uh, Stu, back that. 10, 15 years ago, I remember seeing all the cars being brought from the other lot. Oh, yeah. 
The one in Riviera. Yeah, boys. Tell you what, they really, what, in a couple of nights' time, they took a lot of catalytic converters, and, uh, and then it, it disappeared. That's so right. It just goes to show you it's been like nine years since I've worked there, so or since I've worked at all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, memories, and it, it's, the older I get, it seems though the time goes flies by quicker and quicker. <laughs> That's because each year is a smaller fraction of your life as time goes by. Mm-hmm. That's right. You all have a great weekend. Thank you, Mark. And, uh, Earl, what are you Earl, what are you dressing up for for Halloween? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I, I bought think him a costume. Yeah. Oh, um, Stu's, Stu's got a costume. A surprise. No, oh, Earl's oh. going to dress up as a chicken. Okay. All right, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Have a great weekend. Wait, wait. Leave that up. No, no, no. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Yep, bye-bye. And Mark, I, I have Earl's costume at home. I we, just messed him up. Sorry. We both have one. Uh, and you'll see yeah. it on our Facebook page. Are they ones that you can wear out in public or no? Yeah, he can wear it in public. He, he, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> have a great right. weekend. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. It's going to be a, a doozy. Uh, to our <laughs> listeners, uh, we've had so many calls this morning, and I wish I could take more of your calls, uh, but uh, we are freezing up the lines right now. Uh, but uh, your uh, input on the Mystery Shopping Report is very important, uh, so grade that Mystery Shopping Report at uh, 772-497-6530. I have to take a picture, Stu. Okay. Back to the recovering car dealer. Okay. We have a couple of texts before we get to that, though. Okay. Oh, okay. Stu has some texts. Okay, uh, be careful, Earl. Elon is watching you. Tesla owners can buy the company's full self-driving software for $10,000, but they may have to pay with their privacy. Previous, previous versions of Tesla's owner's manual said that, quote, to protect your privacy, cabin camera images and video clips transmitted to Tesla servers are not associated with your vehicle identification number. But Tesla's latest manuals for those vehicles delete the reference to protecting driver's pi- privacy by not linking video clips, clips to, the, to the vehicle identification number. So that he might be watching you. <laughs> well, I know, I know he is. In fact, in fact, I did pay the extra money for the autonomous. And, uh, and both of us, uh, you, Stu, and I, were measured. And we don't qualify for fully autonomous because I ended up with a, a 96 score. Stu got a 91 score. Yep. You have to have a 100 score. There were only something like uh, 200 drivers or a very small number of drivers that qualified to activate the fully autonomous. And, uh, and they've been driving for, uh, for a while and zero accidents. So, yeah, you have to uh, be very, very, very careful to uh, authorize the full autonomous uh, to anyone that someone that is totally responsible has to have that. And privacy is a sacrifice you have to make. And that's what happens. Okay. Uh, next test, uh, text says, hey, guys, I was having problems with my 2010 Prius. When I would try to put gas in it, the pump would cut off after a small amount of gas. It would take quite a while to fill up the car. I took it to a Toyota dealer, and the problem was a plugged-up charcoal canister, which they cleaned out. I live on a gravel road. Um, my question is, does anyone know how to clean out the canisters? Can you just use an air hose? I would appreciate any info. I'm sure running around with a plugged-up canister can't be good for the car. I've never heard of cleaning one out because they're a sealed unit 
and I mean sealed by the point of which the federal law says you cannot have an opening on that in that charcoal canister system bigger than point zero 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 two and all that of an inch. Just, yeah. So they have to seal super tight. So we generally, in the case of it being plugged up, we would replace it. Okay. Interesting. Right. Well, that brought to mind something Rick taught me a long time ago. I used to, I was one of these people when I put <clears> gas in the car back, when I used gas, <laughs> I love saying that. Right. Uh, I would I would want to, I kept short little squirts. It would kick off, and I kept squirting and squirting, yep. and I wanted to have it all the way up the top so I would get maximum number of miles out of my tank of gas. And Rick informed me that that is not only not necessary, it's actually counterproductive. And tell them why, Rick. Because that liquid fuel can get into the vapor lines and go liquid fuel into the charcoal canister, and that damages the charcoal canister because you can't get the liquid fuel back out of it. So if this person that was calling uh, is one of those people like me that could still get another how much you get a half a gallon half a gallon yeah yeah Uh, you want to get an extra half a gallon you're hurting yourself you're not helping yourself and that feature is built in to help you get more mileage yep okay Stu was making a fool out of himself over there. Okay. Can we get him on camera? I, I did. I, oh, I, I took a I took a picture of him. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I got a couple he's questions on, here he's from on Facebook. That we can <laughs> oh yes. Bang out real quick. Uh, first one is from Tom. He's one of our vigilantes, and he says Lexus of Orlando and Winter Park have no dealer fees. Also, Mullinex and Hyundai of Central Florida. Yeah, we knew uh, that. Only three dealerships in Orlando that are recommended. And he also says that on that deal with the Ford, the F-150 with the start-stop, he says, I've heard that there's an accessory that plugs into the trailer hitch, and if the computer senses that you have a trailer plugged into your trailer hitch wiring, it will disable the auto start-stop feature. Wow. I'll bet you if you Google that, I'll bet you that's on Google. I bet there is right now. Yeah, here I have to keep telling myself, I rarely ever have a question that Google can't answer. So that's great, yeah. And this one last one, this one's from Donovan. He says, Hertz this week announced they are purchasing 100,000 Teslas. It will be 20% of their fleet by the end of next year. Yeah. The crazy part, they didn't even get a discount. They paid full retail price for every car. Uber drivers will be able to rent 50,000 of these cars for a good fixed rate that includes access to the supercharger network. This is going to put a lot of people in electric cars in the U.S. who might otherwise not get in one in the immediate future. Mm -hmm. And that seems like an interesting thing. It is. Mm. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, You know, I know we're probably overdoing Tesla, but I got to, Nancy and I were talking about this coming in uh, to the studio this morning. To me, it should be front page news. This is really amazing. Just in the past couple days, the CEO of Volkswagen, Dietrich, I believe his name. Dietrich. Anyway, the CEO of Volkswagen, the largest manufacturer in the world, maybe Toyota was, but Toyota, Volkswagen, one of the two are one of the largest manufacturers in the world, invited Elon Musk mm-hmm. to speak, and he's spoken, to the top 200 executives, worldwide Volkswagen executives, on how to produce and sell electric cars. Yeah. Now that would be like that yeah, would be like James Farley. Yeah, that'd be like James. exactly. Uh, Nancy I, I, says, I was make yeah. I made a point that uh, calling upon James uh, for, uh, 
James Farley calling upon the CEO, Mary Barra. Of GM. Ford would ask GM to come and tell us how to sell cars. That's what Volkswagen did, asked Elon Musk. So uh, it's just amazing what's going on with. It's uh, amazing what's going on in Elon's world. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody better catch on. Electric vehicles. He's on a mission. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, you know, I was reading where he was uh, going to be uh, opening a, a uh, institute of technology and science in uh, Texas, and so many other things. And he is in tune with the future, without a doubt. Yeah, right. Well, we right. talk a lot about Tesla, but isn't this kind of a parallel to if you went back a hundred and some odd years to when Henry Ford was? producing cars on an assembly line and suddenly making cars available to the to the public like crazy isn't this that same parallel where those fords were the step of the future right then was getting these cars out on the road that was his a step into the future right now tesla is that step into the future yeah they're the first ones but everybody's going to follow with electric cars in a broad sense, this is our way in, into the in, future. In a broad sense, you're right. But the fact of the matter is, the margin, the markup, the price on Tesla is higher than any other car built. Uh, Henry Ford had a lower markup than any other car built. So the reason Henry Ford was successful is because he had the cheapest car in volume. Tesla has the most expensive car in terms of market. Yeah. So, but te- technology is what made Tesla the breakthrough. Technology in terms of science. Well, but you're you're all at this point though. Tesla is the car, and all the gasoline cars are the horses. Is what is my view of it? Is yeah. what I see. Very well put. We do need. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to go back to. We have two quick stew. anonymous feedback, and I and I my slate's clear and. Uh, you you give me the giggles. You brought down my it's nine, my heart rate. It's nine forty one <laughs> here, folks. Let's uh, let's move along. I will right, we'll save them for next week. Okay. 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 We're going to get to the mystery shopping report. Please vote on the mystery shopping report at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We have gone out to Sutherland Nissan. Okay, Sutherland Nissan, a real store on cars. Mystery shopping team making the rounds to South Florida's crazy car market. We're going back to dealerships we last semester shopped about a year ago and how things have changed in a year. Uh, really, it's almost like a year and a half. Crazy, crazy, uh, everything's changed. doesn't feel right to say that things were normal a year ago. After all, we're still in the middle of the pandemic and, and, and an economic crisis. But the car business in the fall of 2020, despite undergoing unprecedented changes, was way closer to normal than it is now in 2021. The never-ending inventory crisis has given car dealers license to indulge their darkest impulses, break in profits they could only dream of a year ago. Week after week, we're stunned by the amount of money being charged by dealers for what few cars remain lost. Now remember, this isn't just a whole lot of money that they're charging for each car, and they're selling a few cars, and they have to do that to keep the lights on. The money they're charging is making them unprecedented profits. Car dealers are making more money today than they ever have since they've ever been in business, and probably maybe since they ever will be in business. I don't think profit will ever be as good as 2021 mm-hmm. in the car business. Oh, That's my boy. prediction, mm-hmm. uh, at least for car, selling cars. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about the rest of the business. Uh, uh, where am I? It's amazing what happens to the value of something when suddenly uh, it ceases to be available. It's, uh, 
we have a, a, a huge shortage, and that's based on the microchip. And again, I hate, I hate to keep going back about uh, Tesla, and I'm going to digress a bit here. I want to know why, I know why, but do you know that Tesla doesn't have a microchip shortage? Did you know that Tesla sales are up, that they're selling cars and making more money per car than ever before, and they don't have a microchip shortage? Hmm. I want you to chew on that yeah. and think about that a minute. Everyone's blaming the shortage uh, on something they had no control over. Why did Elon Musk have control? And why does he have plenty of microchips? And why is he building uh, Teslas as fast as he is and selling them as fast as he is? But as I say, I digress. Mm -hmm. I digress. We last mystery shop Sutherland Nissan about a year ago, back when the cars were plentiful and the prices were good to be, too good to be true. Sutherland Nissan is a dealership in Fort Pierce, Florida, that's in uh, just north of uh, Palm Beach County, that's run by a man named U.S. Marine. <laughs> I mean, you got to wonder. I, we, we've talked about this in older shows, and I, I don't want to get into it. Very interesting. U.S. Marine. Can you imagine a baby named U.S. Marine? I think he named himself that. Well, he, might, he had to, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you never know. His father might have been a little strange. I don't know. We, we talked a lot about U.S. Marine's uh, origin story when we presented last year's report. And we, we're not, we can't go into it now because we're in a real short of time. Suffice it to say, it's an interesting, unexpected, only inspiring story. I mean, it is inspiring. It's a good story. It's a real, real good story. Subtle and Nissan received an F from us on uh, for advertising, a bogus uh, a buy one get one uh, free sale yeah BOGO you don't like saying BOGO I don't like saying BOGO but it's a thing yeah it is a thing yeah sale and treating Agent Lightning to round that to round of old school chicanery it was bad we were most afraid to go back I, I, I did Stu wrote this I don't know Agent Lightning is afraid of nothing right so why she she would never be afraid I to said go we're back. afraid to go back yeah we're afraid to send her back but not, <laughs> not Agent Lightning we're not really afraid I arrived in Sutherland, speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, I arrived in Sutherland Nissan at noon, nearly had a head-on collision with a careless salesman driving a new Nissan out of the parking lot. I was a little rattled, but I was able to find a spot and made my way inside. No one wore masks. We would dwell on this in normal times. But I will just real quick, uh, St. Lucie County is a moderate transmission. It's not recommended that they wear masks now. Interesting, so. interesting. Shame, shame on St. Lucie, in, in my opinion. Hmm. I approached the front desk. The woman sitting there did not greet me. Instead, she looked over to a nearby salesman, made eye contact, motioned with her head toward me. Salesman stood up, walked over, and greeted me. Okay. He asked uh, how he could help. I told him I was interested in getting one of the new Nissan Kicks. Never heard of Kicks. Didn't know whether it was singular or plural, but it's, uh, it's singular. Uh, Nissan Kicks. I uh, get my kick from Champagne. Uh, small crossover. The salesman let me know let me know right away that he only had one kicks in stock and it was great. I said, I like gray, so I must be in luck. I asked for his name, he handed me his business card, his name was Shad with an S. Shad went on to educate me about the global chip shortage, informed me that the dealership was receiving only three to four vehicles per week. There were only 30 new vehicles in stock, normally they kept over 300. Uh, Shad said that he'd never seen anything like it in all of his 24 years of selling cars. She had asked me to go over the kicks, pull it up front for me, and, and he would meet me. I waited near the entrance while he ran around back. It was long before Shad pulled up in a new 2021 Nissan Kicks. 
Still wrapped in plastic. It was still wrapped in plastic. Not Chad, but <laughs> he got out, explained that the vehicle hadn't gone through the shop for predilection inspection, and some of the features may not work. He said he could get a used one. They they're using for test drives, so I could feel safe. But the gray one wasn't available. I waited for the kicks while Chad went around back to get the keys to the used one. I walked around the vehicle. The hood was covered in white plastic. Wheels were wrapped in plastic. There was no Monroney label. I assume they put this on before putting it on a lot. Shad pulled up and then used kicks at 2020. They took it out for a, we took it out for a test drive. He made small talk about 10 minutes into the ride. He asked me for my name. I apologized for not asking sooner. When we got back, Shad asked me how I liked it. I said I did and told him I wanted to see the price and the window sticker. He said no problem. I took a photo of the VIN, just in case. Back at the desk, you can't put one on over Agent Lightning. Chad, mm -hmm. I, I, I gathered my information, pulled up an information sheet on the kicks. He pulled up the website and read the specifications to me. Finally, he asked me if I had any questions. I didn't have any, so we left to get the window sticker and my sales figures. 34 minutes, a new record. I waited 34 minutes. That's a long time. Chad returned with a laminated window sticker consisting of a Monroney label and an addendum that looked like it was part of it. Phony Monroney, we call them. The MSRP was $23,055. But the addendum added another, sit down for this one, $6,124 and $129 for, or, or was that included? Uh, that's what it yeah. included, yeah. Including $129 for wheel locks and $59.95 $5,995 additional market valuation or whatever. Yeah. He also had a worksheet. My selling price was $29,050, just $6,000 over MSRP. And they added $105 in taxable fees and a $799 dock fee, hidden fee. All told, my real selling price was $29,949, $6,894 over MSRP. A lot of money. As I looked the numbers over, Mike called the sales manager came over to explain how crazy the market is now. I told him I'd hope that it would be a good time to buy since all the 2022 models were coming in. Michael said there weren't many, if any, 2022s on dealer lots. There's not many of anything on dealer lots. I said that I was put off by the 59995 additional market valuation add-on to the Price. Michael said he wished I had a trade-in because people are getting sick money for their cars and that would offset the additional market valuation. Nancy referred to that earlier. Used cars now are bringing a huge amount of money. And if you don't have that used car, you're really going to get hosed, I tell you, because that will almost mitigate the additional dealer markup. I said that maybe I, I would wait until prices came down and Michael said he didn't see that happening anytime soon. I disagree with that. I think it will happen. He asked me what price I thought I should be paying. I didn't answer. He asked me if I thought fair market value was reasonable. I said, I guess. What else am I going to say? He asked me to let him see what he could come up with. I chatted with Shad for 11 minutes. <laughs> I love this OCD with uh, Agent Landing. Then Michael came back with a sheet of paper with a J.D. Power a J.D. Power retail breakdown. 
the J.D. Power retail figure was 25500 He asked me if I knew what J.D. Power was. I said I did. Quick editorial comment. J.D. Power is a dealer's friend more right. than your friend. Yes. Beware J.D. Power information. He explained that this represented the market retail value of the kicks, and I had said I would pay fair market value. He then showed me a second worksheet. This time, there was a $3,500 discount. Well, that was fast, making my price about $2,500, the J.D. Power retail figure. So they dropped fast to the $3,500. Of course, they have the dealer fee to that. Uh, before I could comment on the price, he told me that he's, he's just a sales manager, but the man who sits the next, next to him is a general manager and part owner. The, uh, the man may approve the deal and they will not go lower. That's the bottom line. I told Michael and Chad that my husband will be getting out of a doctor's appointment in about 20 minutes. I'd have to leave to pick him up. I said I'd go over everything with him and get back ASAP. So there you have it. We have Sutherland Nissan, uh, huge price. Even after the discount, there's still a couple thousand over MSRP. Yeah, over MSRP. They were 6000 They dropped 3500 on a uh, J.D. Power suggested retail. Uh, for rationaliz rationalizing the price, and it's voting time, I believe, and yeah, yeah we got yeah, no text. I have no text coming in yet, but I am leaning towards uh, a better grade than I normally would have, especially in light of our conversation. Uh, this wasn't an advertising issue, so Agent Lightning didn't see a lower price and was lured in, and only to be surprised later. Uh, she came in, uh, was presented a price well over MSRP. Uh, there was no. Uh, subterfuge it was just like we said that's them reacting to the inventory situation <coughs> everything else is pretty easy um so i'm going to give them a c okay any other votes coming on? let's see i've got mark from st louis with a d plus so far a b or a d a d d is in delta d is in delta or dog mm -hmm. and for me uh i'm i think i'm going to agree with Stu, but i'm going to go to the c minus because yeah. they did have Kind of a lot of yeah. uh, fees on there, and that the to me the wheel locks one hundred and thirty dollars for wheel locks that you can buy from O'Reilly's for thirty bucks, and you know your kid can put them on for you. That right. wheel locks are not hard to install. But you also said that Toyota is selling parts for more than aftermarket people will sell the same part. But for. even even in our parts department, a set of wheel locks are about fifty to sixty bucks. Yeah. All right. We have some more. Uh, Frank gives him a D. He remembers the Bogo and. Uh, Bob gives him a C, and two on Facebook we have uh, Martha gives him a C minus, and Tim gives him a C minus. <clears throat> okay, yep. I got some more coming in. Uh, Brian, uh, take it or leave it. I give him a D. Tom with a D, no advertising fraud, but huge markup and dealer fees. Mark Ryan D minus, unethical pricing, and the time they made the customer wait is unacceptable. Negan one, F F F F F. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Nancy? Um, <clears throat> I'm speechless. Um, I do have to give them a passing grade. That's number one. But I do have to fault them on uh, transparency. And uh, that's all we all want, transparency. All those fees, please. It was a little rocky, the mystery shopping report. And for that, I give them a D. A D, as in David. Yeah, I'm lowering mine down to a C-. minus. I forgot about the, the the waiting. Some of us there was some unprofessionalism in there, but um, mm -hmm. there we go. Well, yeah, but it's, when you're non-professional, you're hurting yourself, 
I guess. But on the other hand, we're, like let, we're letting the customers know yeah, what to yeah, expect. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, and you? Well, you know, I, 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 we bandy this world transparency around, and uh, I think there's there's a there's different levels. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe there's Fifty Shades of Transparency. Total transparency, I think, is. I don't think we'll see it in a long time. Uh, transparency, uh, you're not being transparent when you tell somebody, this is a better price than my competitor will charge you. Uh, how many dealers, would you fault a dealer, would you give a dealer uh, a, a, a below average grade? Because isn't it a lie to say that you know that this is the best price you're gonna get? that your competition will not give you a better You can't price. say that. You I mean, you can't. You shouldn't say that because no one can say that honestly. Well, you're, so you're saying that you should tell your customers that this isn't the best price out there. I think you should tell your customers you should shop around the price. And exactly. You should. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't say that would be total transparency. Yeah. I'm just saying that it'll be a long time before we see total transparency. You know, right I, out in the general. Yeah. I, I, the I think I'm a, li I'm a little more optimistic on this topic. I really am. I think that uh, there are more and more people who are looking at others asking, please tell me the truth about anything. I don't yeah. care if you're buying an orange. Uh, please, honesty. When a person's honest with you, you are going to get their business no matter what. Well, I think we're exciting. We're, we're getting philosophical, and, and I think that okay. we understand. I think, okay. I, I, th I, th I, think, I think we all agree. I'm just saying there are different degrees. There are 50 shades of honesty, really. Yes, I mean, that's right. Yeah. We'll take this up in uh, the Tesla. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us with the international show that we have it is just an amazing time for us thank you so much you have made it happen every single one of you you're very important have a wonderful weekend enjoy halloween